coming to you from the Paranormal Warehouse, Destination Mystery paints the story for paranormal content, abnormal adventures, and the fun behind the investigations. Each week, Mike and Melissa will bring a new adventure that includes going to some of the most remote places in the West. They will tell the story behind the investigation and share with you the evidence they discover. This is not your regular paranormal show. These episodes will bring new content from locations that no one would think to investigate or explore. We will not only tell the spooky story, we will go to the location where the spooky story originated. Fasten your seatbelts as we take you on an adventure that will make you question what's normal and what's paranormal. But uh, yeah, I think we got close to one's den and it threw like a 30 or 40 pound boulder behind us. We just took it as a warning. As somebody along the line said that the universe is not only stranger than you think, it's stranger than you can think. Well, there's a statement I use, if you're green, you grow, if you're ripe, you rot. So I like to stay green until I'm not here anymore. Just keep learning because that's what it's all about. And welcome to the show. You're listening to Bigfoot in the Citizen Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and I want to thank you for being here. If you have an encounter or a story that you would like to share with me, shoot me an email. My email address is sciencemeetsbigfoot at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook, or you can give the voicemail line a ring. That number is 641-715-3900, using extension 448-449 when prompted. Remember to leave your name and contact information if you'd like to be contacted back. Today, I have a first of its kind for this podcast. A real treat, in fact. Today, we have Ryan from the Trent University Sasquatch Society on to talk about the program and what they have to offer. So put on your thinking caps, hold those pens and papers out, and enjoy the show.
All right. So, uh, so why don't you start off uh, introducing yourself? Um, what got you into the subject? Um, and then uh, uh, we'll go into um, Trent University. Yeah. Sasquatch Society. Hi, everybody. My name is Ryan Willis. Uh, I'm the president and founder of the Trent Sasquatch Society. We're a university group that focuses on uh, scientific based Sasquatch research. Um, yeah, I got into Bigfoot when I was a little kid, really. I would have been about uh, 11 or 12, and I, I never heard of Bigfoot or or knew what it was until, um, you know, I turned on the TV one day and uh, on Animal Planet, got watching uh, Finding Bigfoot, and, and I, you know, I asked my parents, I was like, what, what's a Bigfoot, you know? And they, um, you know, told me about kind of the, I guess what the, you know, typical pop culture uh, views and everything uh, would be, or I, you know, I guess just a common basic, what your parents would tell you if they weren't into Bigfoot and kind of a minimal mo uh, knowledge sense. But, but um, yeah, that's how it all started for me. And then over the years, I kept watching Finding Bigfoot all the time and uh, really got into it that way. And I kept uh, wanting to learn about Bigfoot. So, you know, in my free time and stuff after school, I'd uh, come home and be, you know, Googling uh, Sasquatch sightings, reports, kind of where they happen, um, really just wanted to learn more and more over the years. And uh, yeah, and then by the time I got to university, uh, I met a friend there that was also into Sasquatch and we thought we should start um, a group to go out and uh, look in the woods at night and stuff. Um, yeah, so we got doing that and uh, we met a bunch of friends that way. And then uh, some of them had heard and had, you know, somewhat of an interest on their own and others gained an interest. But uh, that was kind of the foundations for what became the Trent Sasquatch Society, which um, after the pandemic, we were uh, able to register with the school and become an official club. Uh, and yeah, so, so many students, uh, once we got set up, join the club and we're at like I think 150 160 now um somewhere in those numbers you know changes uh as as the days go by but um yeah it's been really really cool and we get to talk with uh, so many amazing researchers all the time um and they're they're all super generous about sharing their time and knowledge with us and we really appreciate it uh, so it's been such a cool experience for all of us and yeah, the, the students just really, really love it. And, you know, so many kids now are really taking interest. And I really think it's kind of the foundations of, uh, you know, the next generation of Sasquatch researchers. Okay. So it sounds like you kind of gather information and, and teach others that are interested about the subject. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we try to get out in the field when we can uh, near our area. But um, yeah, we usually, you know, where our university is, it's not like the most dense wilderness area. It's more kind of in farm country outside of Toronto. Okay. So um, yeah, there's good places further north in Ontario. But um, yeah, right near our school, it's tough to to go out and be in a spot. You know, there are some areas I've had researchers tell me there's, uh, you know, good activity in not too far from us. So um, a great thing about, you know, going on these podcasts and stuff is, uh, you know, more of the Bigfoot community hears about what we're doing and yes. then gets involved with us. And we get a whole bunch of information and people that come and speak with us. And it's, it's just been such a great tool to gather more information and educate the students. It's, it's really been amazing. Nice. So, uh, for your book work, your, your classroom stuff, what kind of curriculum do you focus on? Is it more like 
people in the field or is it findings or is it kind of a plethora of stuff or what is it? Um, well, typically we have a meeting about once a week for about an hour or so, sometimes a bit more, you know, just kind of depending on how, uh, how things are going and how long the speaker is uh, able to stay and whatever. But um, yeah, so, you know, we usually, I'll usually email with, uh, you know, sometimes they come to us, sometimes we reach out to them and see who wants to speak. And uh, um, yeah, so they, they kind of, you know, a lot of the times I know what they're about and, you know, kind of their area of focus and other times if they're coming to us, you know, they'll tell me about it, but uh, I kind of get talking that way. And, and I don't really, you know, my, my job is, is to get who the students want to hear from and, and anyone I think would be good for the students to hear, even if it's, you know, maybe not a traditional um, perspective on, on what Sasquatch is, or, you know, I kind of want uh, my students to, to hear, you know, all the different perspectives, um, you know, from different researchers who have uh, contradicting views even um, and make their own opinions. I think that's really important too. So we, we have some researchers that come in, they go, uh, oh, it's a primate, it's a hominid, it's, it's a, you know, it's this, it's that, you know. Um, this is, I think we even had some, it's, a, it's an alien. So like, you know, sometimes we, we get things all over the board, but, um, you know, that's a, a big part of it. And I think it's just important for the students to, you know, be able to make up their own minds and, and hear about uh, whatever it is they want to learn. So uh, what kind of... Uh... What kind of speakers do you have? What can, I mean, it sounds like you have like you reach out to uh, people in the research field and have them come and speak. Is that kind of what I'm gathering? Yeah, I think some of the bigger names that um, probably everyone listening to the podcast would be familiar with are, uh, you know, Cliff Rockman, um, you know, who you know, uh, he's come to speak to the club and it was a great talk. The students really loved it. And we're, you know, we're hoping to get him back again. I was actually emailing with him um, maybe week two weeks ago about coming back sometime and uh yeah so i think we'll have that set up in the next while and um matt moneymaker too uh todd standing um dr jeff meldrum um they've all come out to talk to the club and uh yeah they were all really great talks and you know it, it's just so great to see um them connecting with the students and and you know i'll get so many positive messages from the students uh, after the club saying you know what a great talk it was and and how interesting it was so um and we've had a bunch of other researchers um i don't know if everyone would be familiar with them some of them are more you know uh local to ontario some are from other areas but you know probably don't um wouldn't wouldn't be known as well in the in the bigfoot community but um yeah we have all sorts of uh researchers out and um yeah they, they just have such interesting stuff and it's it's just so unique to see um I guess all the different viewpoints and all the different research that's being done, like kind of growing up, even with all the research I would do uh, over the years, I had no idea about so much of it until this year running the club. It's, it's really been fascinating. Um, I know I talked to you a little bit about him earlier. Um, he's uh, from the British Columbia, um, Tom Seawood. Um, he, he takes um, a, obviously a native approach to the subject. Have you, looked into the native approach at all or or even heard of or thought about having him because i know he's i know he's not i know british columbia is a little ways away from you isn't it um yeah we're in ontario but um you know with with zoom of course we can have uh anyone you know i'd love to have him if um yeah you'd be able to get me in touch with him but um yeah 
yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear what he has to say. And um, in regards to the uh, indigenous side, um, I guess, you know, we haven't actually had uh, an indigenous speaker yet, which is something I've been meaning to do. I'd really mm -hmm. uh, like to have someone. But um, yeah, we had actually um, uh, a doctor from uh, the Manitoba Museum come, um, I think it was last week, okay. uh, to talk about, um, to talk about, uh, you know, Wendigos. Um, yeah, I think I'm saying that right. But um, yeah, there were a few different words she had uh, to to describe it. But um, yeah, that was, uh, she wasn't Native herself, but she talked about, um, I guess, a lot of uh, Native research she's done in that area. So it was a really cool talk. And um, yeah, and then we've had some other researchers come and uh, tell us about um, Indigenous research uh, they've kind of done, but we haven't had um, a speaker come out yet that is uh, Indigenous in, um, you know, knows about uh, Sasquatch research and stuff, but we'd love to. Well, from what little I've gathered, not uh, many Indigenous people like to talk to white men. Oh, okay. Like yeah. But we have the privilege of having people like Tom, Thomas, um, in the community um, that they, they share they share quite a bit of information. So, you know, there's quite a bit of information to be gathered, but um, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be sure to reach out to him and see if he's okay with making contact, all that stuff. Um, He's uh he's that type of person. I wouldn't want to just give his information out. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Ask him first, and then um, he's let definitely, know, but he's, yeah, he's definitely a bushman. He's got the attitude about it. So, <laughs> uh, but no, he's he's great. He's great. Um, so uh, earlier in our, uh, when you were talking, you were talking about um, you you don't do too much field work because you're smack dab in in the concrete jungle, but uh, you have gone out, right? Have you? Uh, you oh, yeah. said, yeah. Um, have Have you guys, you or any of your other uh, members, experienced anything unexplainable or quote squatchy? Um, that what you know what you would find to be um, in any of your research, field research. Yeah, I've actually had um, I think two yeah two students in the club um, come and say that they've uh, had encounters or um, I think, I think one was uh, a sighting and then the other was um, like rocks and sticks being thrown. Okay. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so we, we've had that. And then, uh, you know, we go out um, maybe twice a month, you know? Yeah. I'd say about twice a month, but um, yeah, we haven't had uh, anything we could definitively say uh, was Sasquatch activity yet, but you know, we hear, we hear um you know sometimes we get like coyote howls and things and yeah but um yeah hopefully soon enough though because like you know um the school's uh trent universities in peterborough ontario and it's not um it, it's kind of like a farming town i guess you could say or city it's you know it's a okay. good size but uh yeah so but further north in ontario this summer we hope to um get some of us together to go uh do some do some expeditions up probably Gawkwin Parkways or um, yeah. yeah, maybe even north of there if uh, we can pull it off. But, or, um, you know, I'd love to go into Quebec personally, but um, yeah, so we'll see what we're able to get to uh, do, but I, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be going further north this summer, but it's hard during the year. Cause you know, obviously so many of us are just, you know, doing assignments all the time. And, and then yeah. a lot of us have different dates, everything's due. So it's tough mm -hmm. to coordinate. But um, yeah, you know, due to those reasons, it's a bit tougher to get out. But I'd say, you know, probably twice a month we're we're able to go out. 
uh, for a night and, and do, uh, do some work in the field. Well, you probably know this and or have heard this before, but two times a month is far more than the average community member does. So <laughs> kudos to you. <laughs> uh, I, I love our community, but we have a whole lot of armchairs, armchair experts in it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to go back. You were talking about you have you've had a, a member have a sighting. Do you remember anything about what they recalled? Did they explain to you? Uh, like anything, what they saw, what they heard, anything? Could, could you, do you have any details about that sighting that you could, you can't? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, recall? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, what the student told me was um, they uh, were looking, um, I think across, yeah, I think across a river is what they said, or maybe maybe it was late, but either way, um, yeah, and, and through the, the tree line, they, um, they had a, you know, a tall, hairy figure they could see on the other side of the water uh, move through the trees. And then I think he said uh, later um, that same evening, they, they had a, a kind of like weird grunting noises kind of coming from across the lake kind of. And what he said was it sounded like it was in the same spot we saw the figure. And he mm-hmm. said, he said, um, it was actually, uh, I, yeah, I think he said it was in a golf park too, uh, where, you know, we plan to go looking this summer, but, um, yeah. And he said, you know, it didn't, didn't look like a moose or a bear really. And it, you know, moved through the trees. And so, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool that actually someone in the club, um, you know, uh, has seen something. And then we had a, yeah, another student with the sticks and the rocks, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if anyone else has said, but I, I think, yeah, no, I'd remember someone. But anyway, was it, uh, uh, were both of the, I'm sorry to interrupt you, were both of these, did, did both of these take place at nighttime? Do you know? Um, I think the, the first one I was talking about, that was, um, uh, an eye, eyewitness sighting, uh, was during the day. Okay. I think, I think he said late afternoon and then during the nighttime was when he heard the grunting. And then the other one was during, uh, yeah, during, I think he oh. said like, pretty late at night too okay yeah so uh when you guys are out in the field do you uh, implement any sort of like uh, scientific uh, measures or anything like that or you just kind of go out and look for stuff and hope for the best or you guys just kind of going on a hike and if it happens it happens what's your what's your mind state of mind when you're out researching um, we have, uh, scientific things that we've, uh, kind of been learning about and researching that we'd like to do, but, um, you know, don't have the equipment yet, uh, to do. So we're hoping to, um, you know, get, uh, get some, some funds put together for that, but, uh, we'll, we'll see how that all goes. But, um, yeah, we usually just go out and do the, the basic, uh, you know, maybe a howl and wood knocks mm-hmm. and things and you know try to stay really quiet and don't turn on any lights or anything like that and mm-hmm. um you know just see what happens but uh yeah we we'd love to uh get some proper equipment though i've noticed uh cliff got me on this literally just recording the second audio recording put an audio recorder on top of your car as soon as you park and then uh writing um and i think he got this from john green um mm-hmm. writing every single thing that you observe in the field down because it's uh notes for when you go back next you can confer and see if it's the same things happened or yeah you know it's all that stuff um and so uh 
while technology, some of the time, technology is a must, I must implore you to utilize the the at your disposal, like the audio recorders on your phones. Um, whenever I'm walking and researching, it's running 24 um, seven. Just because you never know, man. Okay, so is there anything um, that you would like my listeners to know about you or the university? I mean, I, I, feel, I feel like we've gotten a little a little down into what you guys what what you're into, what what you do, um, what you are looking for. Um, yeah. Is there anything pressing about your um, society that you would want my listeners to know that you haven't touched on already? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say uh, something for them that I think would be really cool is, um, you know, running this club. Uh, we have a, just a little, you know, account for the students to see on Instagram and stuff. And, and then but sometimes people that don't go to school, uh, quite a lot of them actually will comment on and say, oh, would I be able to come to this meeting? Yeah. Uh, I'd I'd love to hear the talk, and yeah. um, you know we're not able to have them at the actual meeting, but um, we we've been able to record a lot of the meetings now. Uh, you know, the researchers have uh, given us permission and stuff to record them, and we're going to be sharing them on YouTube for everyone to see and learn from. And uh, yeah, we have a website now. Um, it's called SasquatchUniversity.com. Yeah. And people can go there and I think either tonight or tomorrow night, um, we'll have a uh, kind of the section up with the YouTube videos for people to check out. Nice. And, yeah. In terms of trying to gather, um, you know, funding and stuff too, we even have some merchandise and stuff on there. So hopefully, uh, you know, people will be able to take an interest in that and we'd be able to get some, uh, you know, money to run everything and get some proper gear. Cause mm-hmm. we'd love to go out and, uh, you know, get, get the, whatever gear we could to help yep. with all that so that'd be really cool but um yeah and then the other thing too is um you know doing this uh one of our goals has been uh you know with the outreach of all the podcast and the news and everything we want other universities to kind of take the initiative as well mm-hmm. um right now we're one of two university uh you know sasquatch clubs uh at the moment but but luckily um due to you know, some of the news and podcasts and things people have been uh, hearing about what we're doing. And I've had some students come and, and say to me, uh, we're interested in starting a society uh, like your own at our school. Um, obviously, there's a process with every university. Clubs have to get approved and stuff. So we'll see if they're all able to get together and do that. But um, yeah, it sounds like some more universities will be uh, kind of joining the movement. And um, a big thing for us is getting academic institutions behind Sasquatch research because um, you know, I'm sure everyone listening knows it's something that needs to be taken more seriously and there's a lot of stigma around. So yeah. it's a huge goal for us. But um, yeah, if you're a student in a university or um, yeah, a researcher that wants to get in touch with us, uh, please do. And if you know, you're a student and think you want to make a society like our own, reach out because we have uh, tons of resources available through um, Sasquatch University soon that people will be able to check out. And uh, we'd love to share that with you know, other academic institutions that want to get involved and just anyone that wants to learn about it. Um, Yeah, so we're really excited for all that. All right, well, I want to thank you again. Um, I'm sure the listeners will enjoy learning about uh, the organization you've built. And uh, and I'm sure you hopefully will get some more traffic coming your way. So thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I'm excited for people to get to see it. Yeah, thanks so much. And thanks for having me. Absolutely.
And that's all we have for you today. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like, subscribe, download, and share this podcast around. We appreciate all the love and support that we can and do get, and we see every ounce of it. So thank you and keep it up. We want to thank Ryan for coming on to talk about Sasquatch Society. It's because of organizations like his that the general public is starting to take more interest in this subject. It will take groups such as the Sasquatch Society to create awareness within the scientific community. Within the scientific community. More and more, as more serious and prominent figures are starting to come out of the woodwork and express interest in this subject, is it starting to be looked at as a genuine case of study? We're not fully there yet, though, but we're headed towards the right direction. I'll drop it in the show notes for ease of access, but be sure to check out Ryan's website at sasquatchsociety.com and go show him some love and support. He's doing big things and deserves all the recognition he gets. We want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you were as intrigued, informed, and excited as we were from this interview. We here at the Bigfoot and the Citizen Scientist podcast hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, love yourself, love others, be kind, be safe, and until next time. the ninth up against the odds running out of time only got one shot when it's really do or die when your back's against the wall when you fighting for your life do you believe in you or not i'm a believer i believe i'm a believer i believe Second guessing every breath, I'm full of questions Passes full of cigarettes, alcohol and depression Therapists and all the different pills can get expensive All this bottled up aggression, I'm too old to get arrested Almost died trying to get here, got high through my best years Got sober, then I relapsed, then I cleaned up, got my head clear Sometimes it feels like there ain't to believe in But I believe that we're all here for a reason You don't think you're a fighter From the pressure I put on myself for years Tired from my 20s, the whiskey bottles and beers Tired of smiling while I've been holding back tears But I believe I can do it, so I'm here I'm a believer I believe I'm a believer I believe I've been told I have a death wish No one's interested Cold and too aggressive Close to hypertension I'm broken from the pressure Explosive with my temper I'm sober but I'm stressing And hoping it gets better Am I falling off? Should I give it up or put it all on pause? Let go of this dream so I can visit home and talk to mom? Maybe all I need is another Instagram post With a quote about believing in yourself when you're low You don't think you're a fighter I'm a believer, nothing is impossible 
I'm a believer, I believe I'm a believer, I believe You don't think you're a fighter, but I know 